good to be in church this morning. It just is. It's good to get away from, hopefully, get our mind off of all the stuff that you got to do this week. Just focus on the Lord for a few minutes. You need to pray. Take time to pray. You need to worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Whatever we need, we just need to. We need Him. He's our focus for the next hour. Nothing else matters. Just the Lord. Proverbs chapter six and verse six. The Bible says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. The book of Proverbs is just overflowing with wisdom, practical wisdom, heavenly wisdom for our everyday lives. I've mentioned it so many times that in my Bible reading, whatever that day's date, today's the 14th, I think, we were, this morning I read Proverbs 14, so whatever the date is, there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, you read that day's proverb, you get to read through the book of Proverbs 12 times in a year, and there's just so many, so many wonderful things in Proverbs to learn, and the the thing about Proverbs is there's just so much stuff in Proverbs that he just wants you to consider. You know, consider this, consider that. Isn't it good to consider things from time to time? You know, to sit back and and think about it, to ponder it, and even in this fast-paced world that we live, to say, hmm, look at the ant. What, you know, what can I learn from, what, what kind of wisdom can I get from God for my life from the ant? Such a small creature that God created. Of course, all of us, we want wisdom, right? We want wisdom in our life. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and give it to all men liberally and abrade it. Now, we want wisdom. Why, why do we want wisdom? Because if we're not wise, then we're what? Unwise, or even worse yet, you know. You don't want that. Paul says several times throughout his letters to the churches, he said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brother. You know, there's some things that we need to know, some things that we need to gain some wisdom in the Word of God to grow, right? Grow in the Word of God to go. He says, ponder, consider. He even says this in, in Proverbs uh, he says, ponder the path of thy feet. Isn't it good from time to time to step back and say, okay, uh, ten years from now I'm going to end up somewhere. I'm going to be some, ten, five years from now, I'm going to get there, but where is there? You know, I'm going to be there, but what? It's, it's the decisions that I'm making now, it's the path that I'm on now that's going to determine where we are as a, as a church, where we are as a family, where I am as an individual, the path and the decisions that I'm making today are going to determine. Proverbs says, ponder that. Ponder where you're going, what you're doing. Seek it, consider, think, think. He says, think about the fool. That's what Proverbs says. Think about the decisions that the fool makes. Think about the wise. That's what Proverbs says. Think about the virtuous woman. He says in one place in Proverbs, he says, I went by the field of the slothful and... I went by, you know, in other words, I went by the person's house that just wasn't doing anything and I considered that and I gained wisdom from just, from just observing, from just looking at it, from just considering it and looking at it. He says in Proverbs, he says, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Now that's an interesting to consider, right? 
consider that. When I think about the ant, though, when I would just to stop and consider the ant, the first thing that I think about is his creator. Right? I mean, when you look at the ant, the first thing you got to say is, wow, who created that? Who made that? That's what we talk about, right? When we talk about the Taj Mahal, right? We think about who, you know, who built that. When we talk about all the new creations from Apple, whose whose name always comes up, right? Steve Jobs. You think of these things. You always talk about the person that made it, that created it. And this is the beginning of wisdom. This is the beginning of wisdom when we begin to consider its origin. The Bible says in Proverbs multiple times that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of understanding. We always kind of get that that fear just throws us off, right? We begin to think, well, I don't fear him if I'm following him, if he's my father, if he loves me so much, why do I fear? But it's that reverence, that holy reverence, that all of God that he could create the ant. Wow. I mean, that he can make the ant. You know, if we don't consider God as the beginning, as God at creation, I'm serious that we are going to come up with some wrong conclusions in our philosophy of life if we don't start with God. It, all of it, listen, the foundation of this church and the foundation of our faith is Jesus Christ and His work. We put so much value on the Word of God. And what's the first verse? In the beginning God created. That's not by coincidence that that is the first verse of our Bible. In the beginning God created. And as we look at the ant, we begin to think God's power. I mean, what great power. To stop in our life, to stop in our busy life and to step back and consider the 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 power of God is good for us. What great power. He proved, Jesus Christ proved His power in raising Lazarus from the dead. Would you agree with that? I mean, He proved His power in raising Lazarus from the dead. But... But he proved his power even... I mean, he takes it to the next level when he speaks the world into existence. I mean, Lazarus, there was already a body there, right? He, just, he gave it light. That's power. But, but with Adam and Eve, what did he do? He created the dust. And then he gathered up the dust. And then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. I mean, creating power, the Word of God. What great power when we think of that. You know, when you start to think, why does an ant act the way an ant does? And the answer to that is what? That's how God created it. That's how God created it. You know, think about the ant. As we've already mentioned, Apple. What if Apple was able to create an ant? I mean, a little robot that acted like an ant interacted with the other ants in the colony like they do and has all that ability that the ant has without anybody with a remote control just able to do. What if they were able to create create something like that? I guarantee you it would be a... How much would that cost? You know, to have that. Look. I mean, it would be a federal offense to go buy and 
squish one like we do, and I mean, you go to jail for a long time to do what we do so many times, and if you see one on the, on the table or something, that would not be good. When you look at creation, when you look at creation, do you ever just step back and say, what a magnificent God. Wow. Not just the ant, but the birds, and the flowers, and the seasons, and the sun comes up every day. You can set your clock to it. You can set the calendar to it. He's so faithful. When we look at creation, we say, wow, what a great God. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 6, the Bible says this, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are, are of much more value than many sparrows. When we think of God and how He takes so much time and detail for the ant, for the sparrow, and each and every one of us, we put a high value on human life. But God, so much more. When we begin to think of all the detail that God put in the ant, and then to find out that He loves us so much more. He knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Nobody in here knows how many hairs are on their head. God does. God does. He created us with great detail. And He loves us. He loves us. The value that He puts on us. When we step back and look at creation, you know what we should just come away with? How much we are loved and how much God is in control. And it should bring a bit of peace to our heart. The fear of the Lord, recognizing His might and His power, should bring peace to our heart, knowing that He is on our side. He loves us. And He has our best interest in mind. The second thing, when I consider the ant, is that the ant always finds a way. I mean, the ant never stops. Have you ever played this game with the ant where you put one on your hand, right? And then it goes down and you put it on the next hand and then you just keep doing it and they're just going in circles, right? You just keep doing it, keep doing it. We laugh at the ant, but you know what the ant does? It just keeps going, doesn't it? Just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Do you ever put something in front of an ant? Ants on this little thing, you know, and you put a stick in front of it, you put a rock in front of it, you put something in front of it, you know what the ant does? It'll go over it, it'll go under it, or it'll go around it. It doesn't stop the ant. The ant doesn't just stop and say, oh, well, that's it. I mean, I was on the way. I was on my way. I had great intentions. I was going to lay up all this food for the winter, but then I met a roadblock, right? I got a setback. You know what we should consider as an ant? Is don't stop. Don't stop. Listen, here's, here's a reality. Here's something that is absolutely inevitable. If we are moving forward, there's going to be some roadblocks. There's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be some times in our life where things just get in the way that are beyond our control. Listen, that is inevitable. But that is not a good enough reason to stop. 
That's not a good enough reason to say, okay, I quit. Keep moving forward. Keep going forward. Spiritually speaking, you may say, you know what? I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I feel like I'm moving, 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 going in this, but I haven't gone anywhere. Just keep moving. Eventually, there'll be progress. Keep going. Don't stop. Things are getting in the way. Find a way. Find a way. Continue on. This word, perseverance, that's a Bible word. That's a biblical word. He says that we're to pray with all perseverance. That we're to, you know, pray through, to continue to take things to the Lord in prayer. You may say, in my life, in my family, in my family, I'm looking at my family situation right now, and we're experiencing some setbacks with my children, setbacks with my family. There's just some things with my spouse. It's not going how I hoped. There's been some setbacks. You may say in my personal life, in my personal life, I, I, I've, just hit a, I've just hit a roadblock. What about in your spiritual life? Maybe if you were to take a look at your spiritual life and you would say, I feel like I've backslidden. I don't feel like I'm as close to the Lord as I once was. Consider the end. Be wise. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Don't let your defeats defeat you. Keep moving forward. You will find a way. Seek the Lord. He will help you. There's going to be roadblocks. But don't stop. Don't give up. You may say, I've fallen. I've failed. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. Well, join the club. I mean, really, we may all look nice here this morning and have smiles on our faces, but all of us have experienced these falls and fails and mess-ups. All of us have, right? But that's not a good enough reason to stop. That's not a good enough reason to give up. We've got to keep growing. We've got to keep moving forward. Proverbs 24, 16 says this, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. You know what's the difference? It's not that we fall. It's that we get back up. Oh. As I've already said, sometimes the setbacks, the falls are part of being human. It's inevitable, but we can get back up. We can get back up through the power of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 Paul says, brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it. You know, what he, you know what Paul says at the end of his life? I find this so interesting. Paul, we find so much help from Paul the Apostle through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He wrote most of our New Testament. You know what he said at the end of his life? I haven't arrived yet. You know what he said at the end of his life? Hey, I'm still moving forward. I don't think I've, I don't think I've made it. I, I still have room to grow. I still have places to go for the Lord. I'm still moving forward. I'm still seeking Him. He says, uh, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He says, press toward the mark and the high calling of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, hey, sometimes it's good to forget the past. You say, I've messed up, I've failed, I've I've done something uh, terribly wrong. Ask for forgiveness. Repent of that sin. Repent of that thing in your life. Ask for forgiveness to the person 
that you harmed, but then, then forget about it and move on. Don't dwell on it. Don't allow it to, to drag you down. Don't allow it to discourage you. Listen, if we ask for forgiveness from our Lord Jesus Christ, He says He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He's forgotten about it. He's forgiven us. You say, well, other people don't forget. Ask them to forgive you, and if they don't forget, that's their problem. Move forward. Move forward. Keep going like the ant. Don't let things stop you. Don't let people stop you from serving the Lord. Just keep moving forward. Keep serving Him. The next thing I think about when we consider the ant is that all summer long, the ant's thinking winter. All summer long, the ant is thinking winter. Then all winter, of course, he's thinking summer. You know what that is? It's diligent. Winter's coming, right? Again, the ant's not surprised when winter comes. Why? Been laying up food. You know, how crazy it would be if the ant was just surprised by winter. No, winter's coming. That's not a surprise to us, right? There's winter in life, right? There's times that are coming that we might not be able to work. So when there's time to work, work. And specifically now I'm talking about in our spiritual life, and our walk for the Lord. It's harvest time now. Our great commission is to be filled now, fulfilled now. Hey, as a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, now is the time for us to be a light in the world. There'll be a time when we can't. There'll be a time when we won't have to. In heaven, we won't have to, but now we do. As believers, the time is now for leading people to Christ, telling people the good news. Hey, we're workers. Isn't that clear when we read the Bible, how many things He likens us to? You know, the farmer, the, uh, the fisher of men, all these sort of things. We're, that's all work, isn't it? We're working. We're in the field now. We're, we're, it's, it's time to, to plan. It's time to harvest. It's time to tell others about Christ. Busy about the Lord's business. Just before we moved uh, the house there in Kettering, we had a bit of an ant problem. There was ants in the house. And you know, when you consider the ants in the house, if you drop a crumb, you drop like a little piece of cookie, leave it there, you know what happens? One ant finds it, and you know what they do? They go and tell all the other ants. And before long, if you, if you leave it there long enough, you don't see it, there's 40 ants around it when you come back. They're all right around it. Let me ask you, have you found something good? Have you found something good in Christ? I mean, in, isn't the gospel, isn't that what that means, the good news? The good news of Jesus Christ? You know what we should be like the ant that found the good news, the ant that found the good thing? Go out and tell the other ants. You say, well, I'm not all that bold. I'm not all that, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have that salesman personality to go out and strike up a conversation with someone. Don't know. That's not what the Lord's asking you to do. The Lord's asking you to just be that ant to tell another ant where the, where the good sweet stuff is. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 25, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. You know what good news is? You know what the gospel is? I am convinced. I think in order to be 
I think in order to be really heavenly minded, in order to sacrifice any earthly good or any earthly pleasure, we have to be convinced in our mind that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is, the, is what people need more than anything. We have to be convinced of it ourselves, that the gospel, what is the gospel? It's the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's His free gift to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, can have forgiveness of sins, can have the Spirit of God indwelling them with the fruits of the Spirit in their life down here. That's what He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And it's the hope of the resurrection. At the funeral this last Friday, you see the... The, the, the stark difference between someone who has told everyone and let everyone know that they, that they know for sure that they've accepted Christ as their Savior. And there's a peace, even in trouble, to say, hey, we have the hope of the resurrection. That comes by the gospel. And you and I are the carriers of the gospel. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. But when He ascended into heaven, He gave us His Spirit, right? That indwells us. And if we allow His Spirit to shine through, He says, ye are the light of the world. You know what the ant does? He thinks winter all summer. We think heavenly minded even when we're here on earth. Even in a temporal circumstance. Even in an earthly world with all the pressures and all the things that we see from time to time. We have enough Spirituality to think eternity. Eternal minded to think of heaven. The last thing when considering an ant. Yet you think about the ant. What does the ant do? And the ant does all that it possibly can. I mean, it does all that it possibly can. That's all we're called to do. We're not called to do anything that we can't do. He doesn't put anything on us that we can't bear. Christ doesn't. But we are expected to do what we can do. Right? That's what the end does. It does what it can do. When we, uh, when we trust in the Lord and the power of His might, I think we'll be surprised that we can do more than what we thought. We can... You know, a lot of people will tell you what you can't do, right? They'll say, you can't do that. It's impossible to do that. You can't do all that. But, And you yourself may even say, I can't handle this, right? I can't take any more of this. I've had it up to here. I can't handle any more. But the Bible says in Psalms 61, verse 2, From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee. Then he says this, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. From time to time in our lives, you know what we get? If we're honest, we get overwhelmed, don't we? I mean, just I'm overwhelmed. What do you do when you're overwhelmed? Go to the rock. Go to the rock that is higher than I. He will. He, the Bible talks about encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Taking that time in prayer to seek His strength. To allow 
our spirit and our soul to be renewed. I recognize it like this, that sometimes I can just keep doing, 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 and, and I'll keep doing, but I've lost, uh, lost like the, the passion for it. It's more mechanical than anything else. And, and, and here's where it's at. I, I know it's strange for a man to talk about crying, but I, I know when I've lost my passion is when it takes a lot for tears to well up. I just don't have that heart. And you know what I need to do at that point? I need to stop and go and get my soul, get my spirit renewed in Christ so that my heart's tender, so that when I do do the work, when I am working for the Lord, I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it out of a joy and out of an overflow, not out of a have to. Sometimes we can feel crushed by the load of life just being a parent, just, just at work. Just with whatever. The pressures of life could seem to crush you, but then we remember the promise of the Lord casting all your care upon Him. For He careth for you. How, how quickly is it that we take our need to the Lord? How quickly is it when we feel it starting to mount up that we say, you know what, this is too much for me to bear, I'm taking this to the Lord. I'm going to Him in prayer. I'm going to spend this time with Him to pray. You know, do you know how much an ant can carry? According to Wikipedia, and of course they must be right, right? An ant can carry 5,000 times its body weight. When we are taking our burdens, when we're taking our cares to the Lord, you know what we can carry? Probably a lot more than what we think. When we're trusting in Him, when we're putting it in Him, when we're... You know what He says in Ephesians 6? He says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of what? His might. He says in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. As we close this morning... Would you consider the ant? Would you stop, take time to consider the ant, consider the life of the ant, and then consider your life and say, hey, how could I gain wisdom from the Lord by the ant? Maybe it's that we have to keep our eyes on the Creator. Maybe it's been a long time since we have taken something as simple as the ant, something as simple as a flower, Something as simple as a thunderstorm with the lightning coming down and saying, I am in awe of my Creator. And just taken back by what He has made. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe there's something that you're going to have to get over. Maybe there's been a setback. There's been a roadblock. There's something you're going to have to just get, you know, people say, get over it. Right? You say, well, it's not that easy. Well, no, it's not easy, but sometimes it's best just to, what? Get over it. Just get over it. Get around it. Go under it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. No, it wasn't your fault. Yeah, they did it to you and it wasn't right, but what? Go around it. Keep moving. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Maybe it's been a little while since we focused on our work, our work for the Lord. His service in this world. 
John 9, 4, the Bible says, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Hey, it's daytime. It's go time. It's time to tell others about Jesus Christ. It's time to roll up our sleeves and from day to day have an eternal perspective, eternal mindset. It's harvest. Winter's coming, but it's harvest now. And to remind yourself that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That whatever I'm facing now, whatever I'm going to face this week, through His strength and through His power, I can cast my care upon Him and we, I can do it through Christ and His strength and His might. It might take a daily taking it to the Lord in prayer. It might take an hourly (laughs) taking it to Him in prayer. But we can do it because of Christ. Consider the end. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, as we take Your Word, Lord, we take Proverbs. God, I pray that Your your wisdom, heavenly wisdom, would be uh, accepted in our heart, God, that we can live it out in our life. God, help us to seek after You. God, help us to put heavenly things first. Lord, help us not to be hindered by other people or roadblocks or things in our life. God, help us to take time to just be in all of You, to, to just look at Your magnificent work in this world, in Your creation, and in each other. God, we need You this week. Lord, I pray that we would just trust You, follow after You, and God, that Your Spirit would fill us and use us in Your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.